Hello, 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 guys. Welcome back to the No BS Podcast with your hosts, Luis and Daniela. How are you doing before we get started? I'm good. You know, I'm excited because we have two good episodes to recap this time around. Unfortunately, sad because we don't have Atlanta to recap, but it's okay. We'll get over it. <laughs> how are you? I was going to say, can we talk about how we didn't get an Atlanta episode and instead we got the Super Bowl? Um, Can I get a receipt? Which doesn't even receipt? air on Bravo? it was a mess it was a mess um but other than that yeah i like this week's episode i'm not gonna lie drag race was kind of boring the whole episode didn't really kind of make sense to me i was like where's the documentary part it was just it was kind of a mess maybe i misunderstood it but overall i'm great life is good i'm in school this is week three homework 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 i forgot that that's what you know is involved with school but other than that i'm great good okay you want to get started i apologize in advance everybody for me potentially glitching <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I was telling her before we started recording that last week I was like I don't know what I was thinking I like either need to eat before or I need to get a good night dress but I was like a robot I was like malfunctioning I was messing up every other second we usually take like about two hours recording we lasted like it felt like five hours so hopefully yes. this episode everything will run smoothly we'll have no difficulties as far as technology <laughs> I will learn how to put a sentence together and you won't glitch. But um, enough about my dumbass. Let's get started with the Real Houses of Salt Lake City. Take it away. With, with my snow bunnies for the, um, what, fourth to last time. <laughs> so <Yikes>. this time, <laughs> this week uh, was their season finale, you know, episode 13. And we start off with the ladies uh, they ref- they're reflecting on the events that took place in Vegas. We're getting a very dramatic montage of the entire thing. It was black and white. They were like, I just don't know how to move on from this. I don't know how to go from here. Mary got a little spot in the montage. Good for her. <laughs> um, we end up with Heather, who's preparing for her new beauty lab grand opening. It's a new location, or not a new location. She's moving locations. And it's happening in two days. Seems like she, um, her construction is still definitely a work in progress and I'm like oh are we about to get a Chateau Charest more manor debacle in our hands with Heather and her uncompleted beauty lab because nothing seems finished nothing seems together Winnie shows up and asks Heather if she's talked to Jen and Heather's like no I'm still a little sensitive about the entire thing and Whitney's like oh you should have called Jen and disinvited her and she's like and Heather goes no it's okay I don't really need to and Whitney's like is this bitch addicted addicted to toxicity and I was like T like what did you think should you do you think she should have disinvited her Here's the thing. If we're talking real life, yeah, it would have made sense. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, yeah, I didn't hear a single thing you said. I'm just nodding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, as far as if this was real life, I would have disinvited her, uninvited her, rescinded the invitation, whatever the exactly. fuck you want, however you want to say it. Um, but since this is a TV show and this is a finale, I think it was probably like she was obligated to invite her. Otherwise, I don't think she yeah. would have that bit there. But uh, yeah, I think that's that's probably what took place. So then we move on to Lisa and she's meeting Jen for lunch. And it's surprising. I don't know. Surprising to me because last time we saw Lisa, she's the one who was saying that she would never want to be Jen's friend. And 
Jen shows up and she's like, oh, I'm so glad you're the one who reached out to me. You're the only one to reach out to me. And Lisa's like, well, you know, I just want to hear your side. Um, because after I ran into you in the elevator and you were just so sad in your gray Gucci tracksuit, you were just so sad and you were crying. And I was like, you guys, first of all, before I move on, were you like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it was super, you know, I'm all about, I don't care if you're family, friends, I'm all about keeping it real. To me in this moment, it was like she was the number one campaigner to be like, nobody be friends with it, don't do it. And then she's the first one to flip and be like, you know, my heart was broken and I'm just trying to, you know, see what, it's like, no, bitch, you're full of shit, you're fake as fuck, (laughs) get out of here with your dumbass. So then Jen goes on to talk about how she's... (sighs) She goes on and she says, you know, my whole life I've had to be a fighter and I've had to be defensive because of my culture and because of growing up like with all white people. And we talked about this last episode where Jen seems to like twist and use her culture or her upbringing as like a way, like a reason, like an excuse. She's trying to justify her actions actions. and like I said mm. in the last episode, you can't do it because then it not only like for what am I trying to say? Because then in, in situations where that is the case, it like lessens what exactly. she's really trying to do. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So then she says, um, Lisa says Jen is just very misunderstood. And, you know, the most important thing that she needs to know from Jen is that she's not out to hurt people. And of course, Jen swears up and down that she's ne- she never meant harm with what she said about Meredith. And um, I don't know if it, to you, but to me, it seemed like she was trying to say that Whitney misinterpreted what she said about Meredith, like about Meredith sleeping and seeing other people during her separation. I don't know, did you think of it that way? But, cause I did, cause I was like, girl, what? I don't know, I don't, these two specifically on the cast, I don't like. <laughs> And I don't understand. And I feel like they're just shady. So they always just say bullshit to like cover up what is going on. Yeah. So then Jen goes on to say that she was surprised by all the ladies feelings towards her, but mostly she was hurt by Heather. And she's like, because I thought she was a loyal friend and all Jen has ever done for Heather. She says is be there for her and be loyal to her. And Lisa makes it a point to ask where she thinks it goes from this point. And whether she thinks they can fix this. And Jen's like, everything seems unfinished. I'm just so confused. Heather never told me anything about feeling like I was a bad friend. And I'm like, girl, were you not there at the spa? Because she told you then. Like, exactly. Are were we at different spas? Like, what? And then Lisa says the worst thing for her is people attacking her character. And she's like, and I feel like that's what Heather did. And Jen's like, absolutely. Like, my character is the one thing that I have or something. And I was like, girl, shut up. Goodbye. So then we move on to Meredith and Seth. And basically Meredith just tells him everything that happened in Vegas about what Jen said. And she says, you know, these ladies deflect from their own issues and their marriages. And I was like, oh, and that's a T, Jen, over here. Jen, she's adding you. Yeah, that was very bitch. spot on. I think out of all of the women... <laughs> I would say out of all of them, Whitney and Meredith seem the most level-headed and they kind of know what's up. Everyone else is yes. delusional and stupid. 
Yes. I mean, you guys have listened to past episodes. You know, Luis and I are Meredith and Whitney supporters. Meredith specifically. (laughs) (laughs) Next we see Whitney and her dad, who's completed his rehab. He's almost done with sober living. And he's making his first step back into hairdresser, into his hairdresser career. And he's right now he's basically auditioning to be an instructor at a school. So, okay. I'm going to get away from this moment, but I saw a lot of things on social media about how people were like super happy that Whitney shared this. And I don't know about you, but I feel like, yeah, this is like the most vulnerable. I want to say that I've ever seen anybody be like, if I think about it, yeah. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills when they used to show everything of themselves, you know? So I feel like Whitney gives me that vibe and that's why I like her so much. I don't know about you. Like, what do you think? I think I do see it that way. I feel like people who don't agree with that statement probably I, from their perspective, I feel like they're seeing it as, well, if we're, you know, getting into specifics, is it her being vulnerable or is this her father? Is this her storyline or is this her father? So it's like, it's kind of a touchy thing, but I mean, Whitney seems pretty open. We know a lot of things about her, her family, her brother, her sister, her dad, her kids. So I I like her as a housewife. Yes. Queen. We're hoping we see you season two. Um, Moving on from uh, Whitney, like that quick moment with Whitney, we see Heather and Meredith meet up at Heather's current beauty lab location. And they're basically, this whole episode was about them sharing their feelings over the events that happened in Vegas. (laughs) And um, Meredith Meredith just shares that she's just sad for Jen. And I was like, yes, bitch. Yes. Don't get angry. Just say that you're sad, that you feel pity for them. I was going to say that's like the most bitchiest thing you could really do, which I'm glad she's coming across <laughs> that way, is not to get angry. Be like, I'm not angry. I feel sorry for you that you're exactly. going through troubles. It's like, oh. <laughs> oh. How, like, how does it feel to be beneath me? You know, like, yes, bitch. So she's like, yeah, I feel sad for her because it's obvious. <laughs> It's obvious that she's going through her own shit and she just needs to deflect by coming for me, by coming for my marriage and by coming for my family. And then she's like, so is she invited to the grand opening? And Heather's like, well, yeah, she was already invited. So I didn't want to make the move to disinvite her. But, you know, we're not okay. We're not in an okay place. And she's like, but, you know, I know that if my daughters had a friend like her, I wouldn't want them to be friends with that person. Like I would want them to distance himself, kick him to the curb. And I'm like, yeah, bitch. So take your own advice. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was kind of like, so then what's stopping you from doing the same? Exactly. It's like Jen's not holding a gun to your head. Like Make it make sense. Like, you're an adult. Adults can stop being friends. <laughs> so we see, um, we finally fucking, we finally fucking see Mary outside of her closet. We love that. <laughs> and she's at her congregation for choir practice and I this whole scene I was just like Mary what like (laughs) you're not doing any favorites for yourself uh, I was gonna say the only thing I'm thinking of is what happened outside of the show which is the whole her calling out her church people basically seeing they're poor like it did it was not a good look then first like let me break it down can you hear me sorry first we see a picture of Mary's grandmother with Jesus and i'm like okay thank you and then we see mary criticizing the guitar player for gaining weight and i'm like then she's like saying that the choir practice the choir needs choir practice every night not just like once a week i guess 
And I'm like, okay, thank you. Like, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> like, she's not, I don't think she's self-aware. Like, but then I think of the video that we, that has surfaced, like about her yelling at her church people for like being poor. And I'm like, maybe she is like, there's like a little, like, not evil. I want to say like, that's such a bad word to say, but it's like, there's a little something underneath. This yeah. Girl, like, I, I mean, like, if people were to call her classes, she doesn't know what she's saying. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't try to argue with them because she does say certain yeah. things. Like the reason why I like her, not as a person, obviously, because she probably is horrible. Um, I like her as a <laughs> persona, like her TV. She was made for TV because she doesn't try hard and exactly. it's naturally funny. But at the same time, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you should probably think about what you're going to say before you say it because you really are going to. She's naturally, someone. yeah. She's naturally a character. So then we get a quick rendition of Amazing Grace, and then Mary fucking she's off our screens. And I'm just like, okay, bye, queen. It was nice while it lasted. <laughs> then we move on to Jed and Coach Saw, Coach Shaw. Oh my God, say that five times fast. Um, they're taking a dance lesson, which is, I guess, the first time Coach Shaw is trying to make an effort after 25 years, apparently. Like, I'm telling you, it's like, a shitty face you- time marriage. <laughs> like, how are you guys still together? I was like, okay. Exactly. I was like, but okay. So they do a little salsa and the date basically ends with Jen again, sharing what happened in Vegas. She's like, I just feel misunderstood. And he's like, yeah, I just, um, you just need to be yourself. And she's like, well, I just wish my friends could see what you see. And I was like, well, maybe if you acted like you did around your husband with your friends, exactly, they like exactly. you, but they don't. <laughs> So we see all the ladies getting ready for Heather's grand opening. Um, and really quick, we see her awkward ex-husband again. And I'm like, ma'am, why'd you invite him? It's obvious he's, this entire thing's just not his scene. Like, it's okay. I know you want to like have a good relationship with him, but it's very much awkward. I don't know. Did you think the same? My like, sister definitely, like, my sister definitely commented <laughs> and was like, why is that guy there again? Why? Like, obviously there's no bad blood between them but you guys don't need to be besties why is he here right now this is your exactly weird he just felt so he looked awkward like he it was like okay these people are drinking i'm a hardcore mormon not really my scene like okay exactly um <laughs> mary arrives first the bitch looks great and then i love that little moment she has with heather where she's like i love that your napkins say messy af what's the af stand for after the fact and then heather's like yeah mm-hmm like again oh God, you can't like make this shit curse. up this is what i love about mary she's so chaotic energy to 100 i love it <laughs> chaotic energy that's just she, she, who she is she's not a character she's not playing one that's her fucking personality so then meredith arrives in a beaded mask and i'm like oh my god she's telling us covid is coming because just a she week called, after she called it <laughs> she, i guess just a week after that or <clears throat> a week and a half uh, all the ladies have said that after that that's when like all the COVID stuff happened and everything shut down so I was like Meredith like are you warning us like was this like a foreshadowing <laughs> so then at this point all the ladies have arrived except Jen and Lisa shares with Meredith that she did meet up with Jen and Meredith's like girl what like you were the one you were the one saying that no one should be friends with her so why'd you change your mind all of a sudden and Meredith's like you know what I'm not gonna be Jen you can be friends with whoever you want I'm just letting you know 
I'm not going to be. So you do you, but here's your, that's your warning. If you want to get yeah. fucked over too. <laughs> Something about Meredith. And I think it was besi- weird, right? Besides, besides housewives who were like, just, you know, outgoing and fun. I'm telling you, I like, I gravitate towards logic and people who make sense and have, you know, uh-huh a brain in their fucking school and i feel like meredith knows what's up and she basically told lisa like mm-hmm. hey she fucked me over you're my friend i'm not going to tell you who to be friends with exactly. but just be aware and at that point if lisa gets fucked over well then meredith has every right to be like i told you <laughs> bitch i told you exactly so then um <clears throat> we see a funny moment with whitney and mary they're getting oxygen and again, like we said, you can't make this shit up. Mary's completely confused by the entire action of getting oxygen or something, like getting oxygen enhancements or something. And she's, just, I'm just like, this bitch, like we need her. Season two, like Mary, season two, already booked, please. Already full-time <laughs> cast member, thank you. <laughs> they start talking about Vegas and Mary just basically says what Meredith has just said to Lisa. Like, I tried to warn you guys, none of you listened to me. So there you have it you guys wanted your cake you ate it too <laughs> look at look at what mess you created okay this is just like the cherry on the top this makes me like mary even more because exactly. like you know i told y'all and told now you. what do you want me to do exactly exactly like fuck you i'm out love it <laughs> she's basically like why are you complaining to me when i told you from the beginning bitch so finally jen she's just she arrives late and Heather makes a point to say that she doesn't know if Jen's there to support or sabotage her. And that is the double-edged sword about being friends with Jen Shaw. And I just thought to myself, why are you friends with her then? Like, why be friends with someone who's like that exhausting? It's tiring to be friends with her. Like, move on, bitch, you know? And Whitney makes a point to go say hello to her for some reason. And I'm like, girl, for what? For what? And... She's kind of like, you know, Jen, I just want to follow up with you. I don't want any toxic friends in my life. And Jen's like, I'm going to be Michelle Obama. And when they go low, I'm going to go high. And I was like, bitch, Michelle Obama does not want that comparison. I was going to say, we do not need to be comparing. I'm not saying Michelle Obama's God, (laughs) but we do not need to be having the same sentence. Comparing ourselves to her. (laughs) Um, Jen sort of apologizes for her behavior in Vegas and Whitney thanks her. And I'm like, Whitney, you don't need to be thanking her. She's not apologizing for, apologizing for anything. Like that bitch doesn't even know what she's apologizing for. And um, I love that moment we see Meredith. She turns around and she sees Lisa and Jen like laughing over their outfits, how cute they are. And I'm just like, Meredith, girl, you try to warn her. You try to tell her, okay? Season two, if we see a fallout, it is not your fault. <laughs> just know we will always be team Meredith, girl. Exactly. So- <laughs> Heather shares a quick appreciation speech. And then we see Meredith having a conversation about bad energy. See? Bad energy. I'm glitching because of Jen. <laughs> exactly. I gotta tell you from, from the trailers and previews, Jen is not gonna be likable. And I was right. Just like Mary, I am vindicated. <laughs> Jen apologizes to Meredith and says, you know, I love and care for you. And she gives a grand old speech about never doing anything to hurt Meredith. She, it's funny to me because she even like tried to cry a little bit. Like she even tried to shed a little tear. Her crocodile and Meredith, tears. And Meredith 
doesn't give any reaction to what Jen is telling her. She just kind of looks her in the eyes and doesn't even accept her apology when she finally speaks. She's just like, okay, well, your actions need to show me who you are. And Jen's like surprised that she's not accepting her apology. And I'm like, girl, like, have we not been watching the same show? And I think that just stems back from everyone. (laughs) I think it stems back from everyone, her friends and even her little Shaw squad, just worshiping her and buying into her bullshit. So it's like, yeah, I'm glad you're seeing that no one, not everyone's (laughs) going to take your bullshit. Exactly. So then at this moment, that's when Heather walks up and now it's Heather and Jen's turn to have a conversation. And, you know, Jen's like, I'm proud of you. And Heather's smiling. And then Heather's like, well, I'm pissed. And I'm like, Heather, but you're smiling. (laughs) Heather, but you're, you seem okay. (laughs) And they kind of start going at it. Like it goes from zero to 100 as anything does with Jen. And they start going at it over the hypnotist um, dinner, over the uh, first dinner they had in Vegas. And the other ladies are listening in and they're like uncomfortable. And I was very annoyed that Lisa came over and told Heather to whisper. And I was like, Heather's not the one losing her shit. Like she's not the only one. Zen Jen is losing her shit too. So why the fuck aren't you telling her something? And I did have to agree with her though. when she was like, Heather, like this is your night. You shouldn't let anything ruin it. And I was like, that's what I've been trying to say. But then they all are listening. Y'all are still friends with Jen. So then Heather tells Jen that in order for her to get over this, she needs Jen to own the fact that she's not been a good friend. And she's like, I love you, Jen, even despite you being fucking crazy. And Jen's like, I've done the same thing. I love you. I don't know what you mean by me being a shitty friend. And they're kind of like going back and forth. And the other ladies at this point are like, okay, well, we tried to help them. So now we're going to just back away. We're just going to leave. And, um, Jen at this point, she's apologized, but she doesn't even know what she's apologizing for. She's just saying sorry. And when they asked her, okay, so what are you sorry for? Like, you're sorry for what? And she's like, for whatever you want me to be sorry for. And I think that's the most, that's the most (sighs) triggering part about this whole situation. And exactly. Rarely do I ever, um, what is the expression? eat my words um and uh-huh. but i don't think i will in this situation like jen is not a great friend she's not a good person on the show yeah. she just needs to take accountability like if you don't know what you're apologizing for then i'm not gonna keep being your friend <laughs> don't apologize you stupid bitch like exactly. what i think the other triggering part was when she's like when she lists the things that she's done to go above and beyond to be heather's friend and one of them is that she took her on an expensive shoe shopping trip and I was like, I was gonna yeah, because money buys you friends. Exactly. Materialistic bullshit. Like, clearly, if she if that's like one of the big things she holds near and dear to her that, oh, my God, I took you to all this expensive. Yeah. Clearly, they're different people. Yikes. How exactly. are they I'm, like, get it. I'm like, it's obvious Heather just wants you to say one thing and you're not going to fucking give it to her. So it kind of like boils over. And Heather, I think. I don't know. I told you this. It was kind of annoying, but now that I'm thinking about it, maybe she just didn't want to continue ruining her own night. So she kind of like stops like being angry and she kind of starts joking around with Jen and they like start talking about lip gloss. And I was like, girl, this is like watching like a bad relationship. Like, 
like where the it's girl's like not leaving the guy toxic and just relationship like, please, please, please. exactly exactly it's like and i can't wait like i hope they both stay on the show long enough to see them stop being friends i'm sorry that sounds really bad but it's like i want heather to grow out of this idea that she needs to be jen's friend like exactly jen. okay like she's exhausting so then we end the finale and we get the update from all the ladies and we see jen she's she has an eighth assistant to the shaw squad i'm sure you're happy to hear that um britney's working on a skincare line Mary organized her closet and she's keeping her skeleton safe. <laughs> Which Lisa's- I think that was production being shady and being like, yeah, we're going to talk about that video at the reunion because I think Tea. I think Lisa even brings it up, but we'll have to wait till that comes. Well, I'm sure they have to bring up a lot of things that happened off air with Mary because she didn't get a lot of camera time. So it's like, oh, like social media, like ABC, you know, so we'll we'll see. We'll see. Then Lisa scheduled a family trip to Mexico, but she will not say no if a new business opportunity arises. I'm like, okay, Warren Buffett, calm down. Um, (laughs) Meredith says Seth and her are in couples therapy, but she still isn't moving to Ohio. And then Heather, she's a non-practicing Mormon now, and she's still searching for her man. And I'm like, okay, bitch. So next week is a sorry three-part reunion. And um, we both said that we were surprised that they got three parts. For, you know, their first season, but we're both excited to see what happens. So tune in next week for whatever the fuck they get up to in the first part. <laughs> I hope Meredith calls out Jen. I hope Whitney and Heather tag team and call out Lisa exactly. for being a bitch. Mary, you better have some receipts of your own because the skeletons in your closet are about <laughs> to be exposed. Something tells me this is going to be a great reunion because, I mean, if we look at the season, for the most part, it was a good season. Mm-hmm. Um I'm excited. Can't wait to see what drama they uh, bring us. Moving on from those queens to the queens of RuPaul's Drag Race season 13. This episode was kind of confusing, kind of boring. It was a lot. Let's just dive right in. So the episode starts off with Joey J leaving. They talk about how, oh my God, I'm going to miss him. Candy, of course, has to be like, you know, that's my man, but I'm definitely going to fuck him after the show is over. And it's like, mm, nobody cares. They then recap the Tamisha and Candy fight. And obviously, because of, I don't know if you know this or not, but if you listen to last week's episode, it got cut off. We didn't mm-hmm. really finish it. I hate these technical difficulties. It's a mess. But um, to sum it up, Tamisha and Candy fought during Untuck in last week's episode. And all of the emotions and all those feelings are still carried on. And they're like, what's going to happen? Like, why did this happen? And Candy felt basically that it was like a surprise attack when Tamisha said, you know, I don't really care for some of you. And Utica basically breaks it down by saying, I feel like Tamisha's honest and Candy is super confident, but she can dish it and she can't take it, which mm-hmm. I mean, a, like a blind person can see that because anyone exactly. who says, I don't care what you say, I don't care. I'm me. I'm gonna do me. No, you care because clearly she got bothered by it. Mm-hmm. And I specifically wrote this down, but Am I the only one who gets annoyed whenever Tina reacted to Misha defending herself? Yes. Tell me about it seems racist. Like, why the fuck are you so triggered? Uh, you fucking mustard ketchup bitch. I forgot your name for a second. Why is Tina so bothered whenever, <laughs> Tamisha, whenever Tamisha was defending herself? I just don't get it. Because Tina's up Candy's ass for some reason. I'm like, okay, you're not going to win the money if Candy wins, bitch. So I don't know why you're so far up her ass for no reason. Like... 
you're fucking annoying each episode tina burner gets on my fucking nerves it's triggering people it's funny because i saw this tweet be like if tina only knew how she looked if like does this bitch look in the mirror before she goes on the runway i don't know why she has that confidence exactly where did she get the confidence from but um, i I digress So Tamisha and Candy just keep arguing like they were doing in the last episode. And then Candy goes, roll back the tapes. And from the tapes and what we saw, do you think Tamisha was wrong or do you think Candy was wrong? Ooh. I think Candy was wrong. That's what I, I thought. Tamisha, um, she said, yeah, the way she said it wasn't right. Like where she was, like she gave a backhanded compliment. But I mean, Candy asked her, who do you think has a bad attitude? And Tamisha answered her as she said, you yeah it was just she overreacted and like i said i think it, yeah she reminds me of jen as far as like i guess people around her really like suck her dick and kiss her ass and since this one person he just happened to meet tamisha who doesn't buy into bullshit it triggered her it's like shocking mm-hmm. news breaking news not everyone doesn't like everyone doesn't like me oh my god um but they kind of just end it with tamisha being like you know what don't ask me a question you don't want the answer to which facts it is what it is <laughs> After that, we see them walk in for the mini challenge, and it is to make dresses out of paper, but they need to make sure to not blend into the the wallpaper because they're going to be standing, modeling, and describing the outfit in front of it, whatever. Rue tells them that whoever they pick for the mini challenge is going to be the partner in the main challenge. So, of course, these pairings, it didn't come as a shock to me. I knew um, <laughs> Tina and Mick and Candy were going to be together. I knew yes. Denali and Rosé were going to be together. Um, it kind of sucked seeing Tamisha, like, get picked last like she didn't really get picked either if we put it that way like yeah her and ellie just got stuck together like how sad but they do the mini challenge or whatever and they actually end up winning which the camera made sure to pan over to the three mean girls which we'll do <laughs> and they were just bitter bitter bitches i was like why are they so bitter like they really don't like these girls like it's not that deep well i mean candy and tina don't like them mick it seems like mick is just friends with them but mick doesn't really join in do you get me yeah, she's probably like, I don't want to get dragged online, so I'm not going to join in in their bitchiness. But I'm also not going to defend anybody. <laughs> exactly. Stupid. <laughs> so the Maxi Challenge is a dancing documentary. It's a discog, disc, how did you say it? A discomentary? Discomentary. Something discomentary. like that. <laughs> so the storytelling goes as follows. There's going to be a birth of disco portion, disco and sex, Studios 54, disco fashion, and disco sucks. Do you know a lot about disco? Because I know a couple of songs, but when Rue went to the girls and was like, what do you know about disco? What do you know about disco? I was like, <laughs> eek, like, what? Um, I know Diana Ross and Donna Summer because I love Donna Summer, me being a fucking Broadway fucking fanatic. I like Donna Summer, the musical. So I love Donna Summer. Uh, my favorite song is Last Dance. You know, Last Dance. Which was actually Last a lip sync song to which was actually a lip sync song on season 11. So if you're ever curious to go see it, go check it out. I was waiting. I was waiting for them to have that. So I was just like, okay. So yeah, I don't know a lot about disco. I did know the disco sucks um, part of history because of a music class that I took. So it was very interesting to see the entire disco history play out. Yeah. yeah you, you probably know more about disco than the Queens did. Cause clearly they were lost. <laughs> they were so lost. They- so then we see the queens meet up with Miguel Zarate, which we love. He's probably like Latino. So we love representation on that show, um, booking dancers. And he's there to teach them their portion of the disco dancing. For the most part, they all do all right. 
I thought it was a setup that they had Tamisha and Elliot with two T's use the hula hoop. I was like, I don't know. I know I'm not the most knowledge. Like, I don't know the mm-hmm. most about disco, but hula hoops. Why the fuck do we have a hula hoop on stage right now? Especially the disco and sex part. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, someone in production had to have known. I mean, I'm not saying that they're that malicious that they know that Tamisha has her colostomy bag, but it's like, you guys have to know that she can't use this. Hula yeah, hoop. that was like, super shady. I was like, who, <laughs> who did they piss off that morning? But um, after that, we see Rose and Denali and they get the most technical moves and they're both feeling it. They're both super excited. Um, they're very similar yeah. in, in the way that they they both want to do super well i mean everyone wants to do super well but they're kind of like one in the same as far as like they have dance background and they have dance technique and when i saw them dancing i was like oh my god can i can i join you guys like can you guys make a dance class and i'll take it um love that (laughs) yeah they were so good utica and olivia go and i'm just gonna say it now a spoiler alert i'm not a fan of olivia something about her triggers me and i know you guys are probably like you're so fucking hateful if you don't like olivia you're just a bitch but you're just a hater there's something about it that like triggers me i feel like her personality is fake and phony maybe because i'm not used to people being nice but she rubs me the <laughs> wrong way to people being genuinely nice exactly i, guess. I feel like utica and olivia because you told me that they get an award for his congeniality right at the end yes Okay, I feel like one of them is going to get it. See, I was thinking Tamisha or Olivia. Word on the street is, to quote Giselle, is that Olivia's going to get it, which I can see happening because the bitch is always smiling. Okay. Everybody loves her. Yeah, Great she's for her. Nice. We see Utica and Olivia doing it. And Olivia is just a natural. She said later on that she wanted to do color guard. And Utica is a hot mess. Utica is, I feel like her storyline for the next couple of episodes is going to be that she is too much of a character and she doesn't take things seriously because... As we saw in last week's episode for the ball challenge, mm-hmm. they called her out on it and they were like, hey, you had great fashion, but your character kind of killed it. And in this week, they say they essentially tell her the same thing. They're like, your disco was kind of too camp mm-hmm. and camp is great, but tone it down a bit. Um, I don't know if I agree with the judges. It's like you tell girls to show their personality, but then when you do it too much, I don't know. It is what it is. As if Tina Burner doesn't use red and yellow as her personality. Yeah, have they like not told her anything at this point? Yeah, they told her they told her one thing at the beginning. So we're back into the workroom and the girls are getting ready. Um, of course, Candy, Gomic, and Tina label themselves as the Mean Girls, and they do this little hoorah little chanting thing. And I was, it was such an viral situation. It was like, cameraman, why are you recording this? Right, we don't give a fuck. And I think the girls <laughs> right now, currently on social media, are realizing that they're not really fan favorites yeah and it's like oop. well then maybe you should act like bitches but um (laughs) we go from the mean girls to olivia olivia talks about how she used to be overweight and it was basically hard for her to live her life and be her authentic self because she was in the closet she was overweight and it's funny how things work rue has a saying that goes all roads lead to drag and ironically enough Mm -hmm. in this situation it did because she said she started doing musical theater and that basically led to drag and you can see, I do yeah. have to say, for not being an Olivia fan, <laughs> Stan, if you will, I did like this moment because she genuinely seemed happy, like talking about her becoming a drag queen and all that. I don't know. What did you take away from this conversation? Yeah, I was like, I mean, I'm telling you, I've been Olivia Stan since day one. So I was like, yes, give us more of your backstory. Hopefully that means that you get a little bit further in the competition. Like, please. Yeah. Um. <laughs> This is just a little advice for anyone. If you're going to go on a reality TV show or any TV show of some sort, have a storyline, have information, have something that's likable about you. 
and they'll mm-hmm. keep you farther, more camera time, more money. Um, <laughs> Tamisha then talks to Denali about her life, and she basically said that she grew up in the projects. She said specifically this lady, Miss Kemp, shout out to her. Um, she basically took her under her wing because, you know, growing up in the projects, they they wanted to they wanted the kids to basically stay out of trouble and they wanted them to succeed. And she basically took her under her wing. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. It was a cheer group Mm -hmm. that she joined. Yes. It was like a, yeah, like a cheer or like pep rally group kind of like a stunt group. So from my understanding, Tamisha basically had all this talent, but she felt like no one really gave her the time of day until Miss Kemp. And it made me like Tamisha even more because you could see that, Again, I think this is what we like. And Rue says this, like, besides Rue being a dickhead, sometimes he does say some, uh, he does have words of wisdom where he says, people like to fall in love with people who are vulnerable and people like people who are, like, open with their lives. And I feel like in this moment, we saw, we got to know Tamisha a little bit more, which, spoiler alert, she goes home. But it was nice to see that she had another great moment on this show. So after that, they perform this. Okay, let me break it down. So on Drag Race, there's a challenge that we're probably going to see later on. It's called a rusical, which you are probably going to love it because it's basically a musical. It's usually a parody of some sort. And I feel like okay. in this situation, this is what it was. I was like, wait, is this the rusical challenge? What is this? But it wasn't. Yeah. I was expecting when they said disco documentary, I was thinking like an acting storytelling challenge. But then it turns out that they were just dancing. Like, they didn't even lip sync. It was just a dance challenge. So Yeah, like queens, another one. <laughs> the queens come out and they perform their parts. I didn't write any notes on it because, honestly, it was kind of boring. I will say that the group that stood out to me the most was definitely Lala and Simone. Yes. They just, they did great. And their outfits was disco. Their hairstyle was disco. And they mm-hmm. overall gave an amazing performance. The people that did the weakest definitely was Utica. She was a hot mess. I'm sorry. Maybe the judges are right by saying that she needs to tone down her character. Um, who did you like yeah. and who did you not like? Um, yeah, Lala and Simone stood out to me um, just because they screamed disco. Like, even if they hadn't done well, like their outfits and their hair screamed disco. Um, Olivia, because I'm an Olivia stan. And then Denali and Rosé. I thought they did really well. I thought they did, like, um, Lala and Simone surprised me. Lala and Denali, I, I, Lala and Denali, Rose and Denali, I knew they were going to do well. So like, I wasn't surprised that they did well, but I still thought that they did really great. So I was like, yes. Okay. Queens. I'm becoming a Rose stan a little bit, not too much. Sometimes I still can't fucking stand her. But... <laughs> no. Yeah, definitely. I, just, I just realized as soon as he said Denali, I was like, wait, I didn't see Denali, but yeah, it was a given like Denali and Rose, they killed it as much as uh, yeah. Rose is annoying. She did kill it. Like she can dance. Mm-hmm. Um, this week the category is little black dress so I'm just going to give a quick breakdown of what they wore hopefully you guys get an understanding if you didn't watch the show of what they wore so Tina came out in like this paint suit with like paint all over I don't know what the fuck it was but she reveals a <laughs> black dress with red and orange handprints on her boobs and on her ass I'm going to say it was a boot it was not it wasn't cute what did you think of her look it wasn't a standout like I don't know why she was picked to be top her aesthetic, like, I know I always say I don't have taste. I don't have, I don't know shit about fashion, but hers is on another level. It's I, tacky. It's tacky. Next up is Candy It's not Mays. even camp. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm not done talking shit. It was ugly. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it wasn't even camp. I just can't. 
they've told her something about her red and orange and then they never fucking told her again and i was like well i know that it's her aesthetic but get over it yeah you need to like switch it up <laughs> to be america's next drag superstar you need to be you know multifaceted and you need to have different aspects to you not just the same bullshit over and over a mess mm-hmm. candy comes out in this com de garçon inspired outfit and it's this dress made out of canvas paper and it's basically a white dress painted on black and apparently it was a revenge dress that princess diana wore of course since i'm like not knowledgeable i don't know what the fuck that was (laughs) the outfit itself was it was an okay look um how did you feel about it it was good i i liked it but i understood like i didn't like i think her execution of it didn't hit the mark do you get me like i i knew where she was going but like when she painted like the oil on her and everything that's where she kind of like missed the mark it was like, yeah she was no, like mm, you're like we get it but it's a no yeah then we have got mick who basically comes out naked she's wearing this tiny <laughs> little black dress on her private parts and she's feeling herself she was walking down the runway feeling 100 confident <laughs> in herself what did you think about this look um it was good i just i knew she probably wasn't gonna be top because i was like oh like that's probably not drag like that's I don't I was like that that's clever and creative but I was like that they probably don't consider that drag do you get me well here's the thing yeah here's the thing on season nine me with references because you know I'm a stand of the show on season (laughs) nine they had a Madonna runway look it was night of a thousand Madonnas and I think they mentioned it on untucked um Valentina my favorite drag queen came out in her take on Madonna runway was her basically naked except she had like black bar censorship on her chest and her private areas um okay so it was definitely like a fashion forward take on it i think um yes i think it, like I you said, it was it, clever yeah. but it wasn't like nothing to jump over the moon it, like nothing special yeah and then in untouched she was sitting on the chair and i'm like you're naked like can yeah you i was put like some pants on uh, right now? can you give her like some shorts <laughs> uh can you stand? or a towel exactly like, what the so then Elliot comes out and Elliot it's so there's a lot of controversy I don't know if you see on Twitter with Elliot right now people are calling him racist his past Instagram posts are messy we're not going to talk about that right now because that's another story but as far as her drag and her fashion goes I feel like it is kind of basic like you could get that at the mall it was like a a simple black dress with poofy shoulders and a gold jacket to go over it I didn't really care for it it didn't stand out and then the way that she just kind of took the jacket off and just held it in her arms like that. I was like, do you say? I was like, Tyra said never to do that. Tyra said always like, please, Elliot. Elliot's looks are very much basic and regular. Like she never stands out to me. Yeah, to she needs way. some help in the fashion department. Another girl who mm-hmm. came out in a basic simple dress was Tamisha. She comes out in this clean oh, black dress. Mm-hmm. She has like this... This little flare bow design on her chest but other than that it was basic and i don't know it wasn't anything special mm-hmm. nothing to write home about <laughs> another basic bitch olivia comes out she comes out and i wrote it you see my name she came out in this fucking for every 21 dress and her tiny little purse my favorite yeah. part of the outfit was the purse and that just tells you everything you need i will i will give you that olivia's dress did look like something i would wear to homecoming like okay spoiler alert she wins the challenge but it was like how 
how i just didn't understand we'll get into the critiques a little bit later moving on to utica she comes out in this audrey hepburn inspired look she's her earrings and what i mean by that is that she had earrings on and she basically recreated her earrings by wearing everything the earrings had on um and her body was gold i thought it was unique but again it was something special and if you have to explain your fashion or explain your concept then it's doesn't then it doesn't come across it doesn't do well i mean Mm-hmm. next up is Denali and she comes out in this velvet dress it's obviously Black Widow inspired she does a reveal of her little veil and she has spider eyes like I don't know those are spider eyes right like I don't know shit yeah um, it was good I was just very creeped out I don't like spiders so I was like Denali why and then on her back on the back of her dress it was like jewels encrusted like dangling mm-hmm. things which were meant yeah. to be spider webs overall I think her look was great and i think her challenge like how she did on the challenge is great so i was kind of shocked not to see her in the top mm-hmm. but we'll get into that rose comes out in this gray tooled frame black dress i don't know if that makes any sense but it was an ugly look she probably had one of the worst looks of the night it was ugly yeah i was like i don't know how you thought you were gonna be at the top with that look like it was another basic look low-key again someone who lacks self-aware the next queen up is La La Ri, and she comes out in this little black dress, obviously. These big silver necklaces, and they're like this long, sleek, straight black hair. Overall, her look was all right, but again, this runway, I don't know if it was like a lame runway. It was a boring runway. None of these looks yeah. were that great. I was like, I know little black dress, you can't do much with it, but it's like, give me something. Give me, give me something other than basic exactly so last but not least is simone simone comes out in this dress made out of hair it was actually inspired by rue in her music video back to my roots um uh-huh. i didn't know it was made out of hair maybe because i was like too busy talking when she came out on the runway um yeah overall her look was great again this is another more this is one of the more creative looks and yeah. she stood out to me i liked it yeah i feel like um i would have put her at the top like I would have taken out Tina Burner and put her part of that group, the tops and the bottoms. I'm going to go ahead and say it now. I'm probably going to have to, I don't know. I hope I don't have to eat my words, but I think when the runway ended and Carson was like, Ooh, that was amazing. And RuPaul was like, Ooh, I loved it. It was great. I think in this episode, Simone won. I don't think the rest of the season is going to matter. I think every week the judges fall in love with her more and more. And I'm calling it now. Simone will win the season. And I'm happy with that. I love yeah, that. Exactly. So they all come out and got Mick, Denali, Rosé, Lalari, Simone are all declared safe. I hate to say it, but I disagree with the judges. I feel like Rosé did well. Denali did well. They basically all did well. So to see them all be declared safe, it was a shocker. I didn't understand. I would have, I would have switched out Elliot and Tina for Denali and Simone to put them part of the tops and bottoms group because Elliot and Tina were part of the tops, correct? Yes. So I would have made them the tops. I mean, at the end of the day, Olivia could have still won, but it's like, I would have put Denali and Simone in that group. Yeah, again, another episode where the judges' critiques didn't make sense. Their judging was clownery, to say the least. Yeah. So they come back to the runway, and Olivia has announced the winner of the challenge. Mwah, mwah, who gives a fuck? Um, The bottom two... I do. Oh, really? That's great. I'm just kidding. Um, the bottom two are Candy, Muse, and Tamisha. 
And the lip sync song is Hit 'em Up Style, parentheses, oops, by Blue Cantrell. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know how you pronounce that. Um, I'm going to say it now. The second time I watched the lip sync, it definitely, I do believe that Candy did not know the lyrics because she was just mush mouth. It was just flapping her lips. Tamisha, honestly, she killed yeah. that shit. I don't know why the fuck she didn't stay. She was feeling it from the very moment the song began. The little, mm-hmm. and she gave her little arm, little funny moment. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I like Tamisha more, but um, I don't know. What it, what, it, what were your thoughts on the lip sync? Yeah, I felt like Candy didn't know the words because it that was there were certain points where she would be doing dance moves or she'd be like facing the girls instead of the judges or she'd be on her back on the floor and it's like like this is lip sync like i need to see you yeah her mouth wasn't moving at certain points and she was just like open mouth quiet like like yeah. i was just a mess but um i think she's also too much in her feels i mean at the end you see her crying like at the end of the lip sync she's like crying she's like sobbing so i don't know maybe that affected her but i was just like i you don't know the song maybe she did maybe, I don't know. yeah i don't know it came across as though she didn't know the song i mean from what we saw it looked like she exactly. didn't know the song and not only did she not know the song i feel like tamisha on the other hand gave it her all and she was really fighting but i guess yeah. it was her time to go because they declare candy the winner of the lip sync and tamisha is told to sa- sashay away but before that i'm gonna call it now they alluded to it she said it Rue alluded to it. I definitely see Tamisha coming back for All Stars because Rue says, "Oh yeah, I can never say goodbye until we meet again or some shit like that. Basically saying, this isn't the end. We'll meet again. And Tamisha, I find it so funny yeah. and kind of like sweet how Tamisha was like, no one needs to be upset that I'm leaving. Like, you guys be happy that I'm here. And she basically yeah. said, don't worry. Now that I'm going home, I have time <laughs> to practice, get my shit together and heal so that I can come back for All Stars because as soon as the call comes, I'll be answering it. And it was kind of like a great happy moment, I guess, to end on. What did you think of the results? I I don't know. I just, even though Tamisha did better, in my opinion, I just knew she was going to go home. You knew? You knew she was going to go home? Yeah. There was just something. I feel like she went home because she hadn't applied anything that they said. Uh, maybe it was just wishful thinking then that I was, you know, that Candy was going to go home. But um, no. it was overall and- good TV. They're not going to send her home. Oh, she is. Oh, sorry. Did I interrupt oh. you? Is she? I-, I don't know about that. But um, anyways, <laughs> I guess being loud means good TV. I guess I'll take that into consideration when I'm on Big Brother next season. But um, anyways, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully you guys enjoyed our recap of Real Houses of Salt Lake City and Drag Race. Make sure to follow us on our podcast at No BS Pod. Make sure to follow me at King Lewis on Instagram and Twitter. Follow Daniela at underscore Danny Kova on Instagram. And yeah, I think that wraps up this episode. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye. I guess she likes to go after me instead of at the same time. I don't know.